People, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right oh, now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit and no fucking redemption. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. I ain't going with you. I'm going with child. Hey, fuck you, Palmer! I'm going with you! Who says I want you going with me? Oh, the bullshit! Because the whole world gone crazy! Hey! Everybody calm the fuck down. I want to buy one of your fine ponies. Seventy-five percent of our people living below the poverty line. Redbow's got a bunch of radicals on the loose up there. We need him off that reservation until the vote is in. Putting his sister behind bars was our best shot. We gotta go to Santa Fe. Can I count on you? Or what? No te me mesa. We are Cheyenne. I'm in the mood today. Sign. The time has come for me to gather medicine. We are gathering power. Buddy Red Bull. Silbert. Hello, welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. My name is Anders Holmes. I'm joined, as always, by my brother Adam over Zoom in America. Howdy. So, uh, yeah, had a, have you had a good day recently? A good day recently? Uh, let's see, uh, Tuesday wasn't bad. Uh, no, uh, yeah, today's fine. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping. I saw a huge snapping turtle when I was running yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I ran along and I was like, what is that enormous rock? on the side of the road and then i ran near it and i was like that rock is alive and yes. um and it was it was the size of a bin lid it was huge i was like what are you doing here and then he said uh, i'm lost and i said well well no i didn't say anything i just ran past <laughs> yes. um and uh, no, I don't yeah know. um we, yeah, the, we the the weather has been improving a lot here it's warm uh, uh we my our mother You're and tuned i tuned into danish weather with anderson yes uh, uh we went to the we went to an open air theater to in uh, near bagen the theme park there and yes. uh, they uh, there was a production i think it was in it was in relation with the uh, the kongli theater and uh, they had done a they did a production of uh, the hobbit uh, jrr tolkien's the hobbit it was really good well, as like, opposed to fucking roald dahl's the hobbit no but it was like no sh shut up hobbit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ludlum's the hobbit <laughs> no it's like um no but the really cool thing Bill was Clinton that and james patterson present <laughs> the hobbit <laughs> Have you seen that those two have written a book together? Yeah, I did. They've written I another bet one. That is such a like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon collaboration, isn't it? That's like, you know who's done most of the work there. Yeah. I just sit back and James Patterson just writes the stuff. 
That's not a bad impression. Okay, so you went to see The Hobbit in the yeah, forest. Yeah, no, no, but it was really cool because it was outside and they had uh, they had puppets, they had lights, they had a they had people on horses, like they had stunt horses like doing stuff. It was really really cool. They did like a really stunt great. Horses. Yeah, they had uh, there was a lot of moments where, like that jump out of planes. <laughs> no, but it's not that. They had a drone at one point that like flies in an eagle and then attaches the puppets to them and everything like that. So it was really cool. Um, like the performances are really great. Um, like the people who were playing like the Bilbo and then the dwarfs that you had like people walking around with them and then their mouths moved and things like that. It was really, really nice and a uh, very great atmosphere. And it was good fun. There was a kid um, in front of me who was just so enthusiastic about it all, like everything. And like when the dragon comes out and he had like his binoculars because we were really high up. So it was really cool seeing him kind of in being engaged with it and finding it was like it was like you were there with yourself yeah from, like, yeah yeah i was it was like when i watched uh star wars for the first time so it was kind of like seeing a bit of that jesus christ i'll never forget that yeah so no it was good fun uh there was a really funny story that happened to me i shouldn't uh, maybe i shouldn't really talk about it but no it was, it was slightly what happened yeah. you shit yourself no it is toilet related but okay um, um... <laughs> so so okay because we were out because <laughs> Why are we telling toilet stories? <laughs> no, it's like it's it's a running trend for some reason. We always say, no because um, so before the show, I wanted to make sure I didn't have to because like we were in like in the middle row, so I didn't want to have to get up in the middle of the show and having to like say sorry, excuse me, excuse sorry. me, sorry yeah. and stuff like that. So I went to the bathroom just like five minutes before the show has. They had like these open air like the, the you know portaloos and stuff like that, and they had little lights on the above the doors to say if they were occupied or not and then i went to one like a, like a recording studio yeah like a recording studio kind of thing <laughs> session and then, in progress yeah so uh, so i went to it and it was the light wasn't on i was thinking that it wasn't in i opened the door and then there was already somebody in there who hadn't like locked the door so well, that's was, on them that's on them and it was just like a bit like ah! like kind of like that and it was just like it, it was even more awkward because it was a woman so that made it even worse and well, it was I'm like not- yeah, because then now you're a pervert. No, but I was just like, I just it was like, oh, sorry, and stuff like that. But the weird thing was, it's like, it would be hilarious if you closed the door with such force that you knocked over the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it wasn't like that. But the weird thing was, it's like her family or something, her husband and their two kids were outside, and apparently they were like, I don't know, they did a really shit job of guarding the door. Maybe she was like claustrophobic and didn't want to lock it or something like that. Like I went to a, like another stall and I could just hear like, like, is it safe to come out? Yes, it's safe to come out or something like that. Safe to come out? Well, yeah, the pervert man is gone. <laughs> and then we, then I went back to my... Like this pervert has left gone somewhere else no it was just it was yeah and then it, it was even made it extra awkward because they were sitting in the row behind me <laughs> during the show oh jesus christ yeah that's that's mental but uh, also- I, I hate that i hate the one of my least favorite things in the whole world is having to get up in a theater or in a cinema and like edge through all the people to go to the loo or to to, to whatever it is there's a great um uh, there's a great story that my friend John tells. It's kind of sad because it happens in a it, it happened during the Bata clan attacks in Paris in um, 2015. Um, oh, he no. was he was on a date and um, he was sitting in the middle. I mean, right in the middle of a row of in a cinema, and his phone rings and he has this sort of thing where it's like he knows if it's serious because you know he. And anyway, sorry, I should point out that he worked he worked at the time for. Uh, uh oh a big a big news it was was, i think it was reuters i'm I'm not sure but he was he was you know he he had to basically be on call um and um and so his phone rings and he's like sorry 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 like goes out through this hill row of people all these french people are like oh god uh putain not putain um and um 
and he gets to the he gets out and he the, he takes the phone they're just like there's been a you know terrorist attack you need to get to the office now uh and so he he goes back to the person he's on a date with it's like sorry 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 goes back to the person he's like i'm really sorry i have to leave and the guy's like oh okay well, I, I get it you know you're a journalist or whatever so john leaves and you're sorry 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 back you know back to it to, to the aisle then he suddenly realizes I should probably tell the guy what's happened. So he goes back. Sorry, 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 sorry. And he goes, just, by the way, the reason I'm leaving is there's been a terrorist attack. <laughs> you might want to like check on your friends and stuff. And then, yeah. he's, sorry, sorry, sorry. and then he goes to work and he spent, I think he said to me, he spent basically 48 hours straight working uh, on the, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's my friend, John. I uh, love him yeah. very much. He has moved from Paris to Brussels now, the poor guy. So uh, uh, yeah, but um at least he has more access to Mulfreet. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about recommendations. Right? Yes. What are you recommending today? Oh, I'm recommending a film from 1989 that I watched just the other day. Uh, Is that it I Batman? Mean- no. Uh, <laughs> that I've been meaning to watch for uh, a long time. Um, it's uh, directed by Jonathan Wax. And it's a film called Pow Wow Highway. Um, it's um, about... Never heard of it. Well, it's uh, it's a film that you would like a lot, um, because it is uh, it's about these two um, Cheyenne Indians, uh, indigenous people of the uh, Plains states in America. Um, they um, uh, one of them uh, receives word that his uh, sister has been arrested on very spurious charges down in New Mexico, and he recruits his friend. Uh, Filbert to drive him down there in Filbert's newly acquired beat up car. And it's this, um, uh, it's this wonderful um, and, and, and funny and touching and feel good kind of road movie that also has like genuine um, uh, points to make about the, um, the situation that native people face in the U S uh, but doesn't do it in this heavy-handed sort of lecturing way. It's still a, a kind of buddy comedy, um, but it but it has it really lands um, uh, very. You know, you you think about it a lot subsequently, and it has great. You know, where it needs to, it has great symbolism, and where and then it it delivers some some good laughs and some good action. Um, the great thing is that Philbert, uh, the the sort of the, the the friend with the car, he's he's a uh, he's he's this very kind of like. He seems to be sort of simple-minded and and almost like sort of Lenny from Of Mice and Men kind of uh, you know a type, but um, but he's actually incredibly spiritual um, and um, he's 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 obsessed with becoming a, a Cheyenne warrior and to do that he needs to achieve certain tasks and collect certain um, you know talismans and um, uh, but in any case he's played by the magnificent and one of a kind Gary Farmer uh, from. Um, uh, familiar Stupid to fucking white people. man, yeah, too, too, uh, familiar to many from uh, from Dead Man, of course. Um, he's the, great. I love Gary Farmer. He's a great. He's a great actor. Yeah, his his uh, the 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 main character or, or um, the, the the protagonist, Buddy Redbow, is played by A. Martinez. Um, I don't know. Yeah, what, he uh, um, he was in the Cowboys, the John Wayne movie. Ah, right. Yeah. So he's um, and for horror fans, he was in the uh, Curse of Chucky, where he plays a priest. I re- uh, he, was, he was good in that right um so I, I hadn't seen him in anything else but um but he's 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 good in this uh you have um you have some good little uh familiar faces as well west studi uh this is his first film uh he's he's uh he's a small character in this film and graham green shows up very briefly 
and um, puts in a really good performance though as a as a um, as a traumatized Vietnam veteran. And um, and Rodney A. Rodney A. Grant appears uh, in a non-speaking role as well. So there are some really good there are some got some, good, got some good Native American actors in this movie. Right, right, and. Um, and yeah, as I say, it's just it's it's full of um, it's full of fun. It's full of uh, you know, um, kind of um, uh, very eighties moments in some ways. Like there's there's like that kind of um, um, that sort of frivolity that prevailed in in eighties movies, like the sort of the Back to the Future kind of fun. But um, but it also is very um, you know it it has this um, it has a sort of um, a real point to make and it uh, and i think you can you you cannot just watch this film and uh, as as a fun kind of road movie like it, it is impossible not to come away with this and feel on some level um and and you know to to not feel that you've been educated in a certain way but also to feel kind of um you know aggravated and um and righteously uh, upset about the way that um uh, native people have been um exploited down the years and still are being exploited you know and um you know we're speaking today on the, the it's been announced that the keystone pipeline is i was just about to i was just about to bring that up yeah i just saw on the news that's been that's been cancelled and uh oh thank god for that yeah that's the kind of cancel culture i can get behind but you know this is this is not um you know th- th- this is a, a real and ongoing um issue and and while um you know while it's good that we have uh, made the progress we we have made there's still just such a a reckoning um still a lot of work to be americans done americans need to make with their own history but also that, that there is um there's still such inequality and injustice uh in the in in the treatment of native peoples across the country and um and it is um uh, you know and then let's not forget that the entire country used to be um uh native land and of course almost none of it now is so yeah. um the film has just a really, it's a difficult tightrope to walk. It has sets itself a really um, seemingly um, uh, almost um, unrealizable task, which is to, on the one hand, make a feel-good movie, and on the other hand, make a film that's going to make you uh, aware of, of certain things. And um, and it manages it. And it's, and it's just... It's just um, it's as it's as good as it needs to be you know i gave it four stars on on uh, letterbox because it's not you know cinematically it's not the greatest some of the acting's a bit ropey some of the lines are a little bit you know could have been polished a bit but it's like what it achieves is an hour and a half of absolute entertainment on the one hand and um you know you can you come away if you don't know anything about um the lives of um, modern indigenous people, which um, I think there are people in the world who don't even realize that there are um, American Indians, uh, you know, living uh, lives and trying to keep their culture alive uh, to this day. So, you know, I, I think it gives you that kind of a, a good primer on on that topic. And I think it, it definitely feels, makes you feel like you want to go and uh, learn some more. So, um, you know, I think it's a, uh, I, I think it's kind of essential viewing in some ways, and it's uh, just a great little. Um, it's a great document as well because it feels very 1989. I, 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 that's the best way I can put it. Basically, it feels like if it yeah. were made now, it would have a different vibe. But it feels like it. It, it really has that kind of 80sness to it. So you know, whether you are uh, in the mood for um, a film that's gonna, you know, um, 
if you're interested in social justice issues or if you're interested in a really good time, this film will, will give you know deliver on both counts. No, that does sound like a really good film. I really want to check it out. Where can people watch it? Well, um, if you're in the United States, uh, uh, you can watch it on the Criterion, the Criterion channel. Um, and I believe uh, there are copies of it available on DVD. Let me just uh, look on the old uh, Amazon uh, site. Um, I, a bit, mm, no, I am. Um, the Amazon UK doesn't seem to have it on on DVD, but um, there so is. If you're, in Ameri- if you're in America, you can definitely check it out on Criterion yeah. Channel. Um, there might um, be um, like as I'm seeing a German version, Zwei Cheyenne auf dem Highway, um, <laughs> which is available on Amazon.co.uk. Uh, I strongly, auf dem Highway. <laughs> yeah, I, I strongly, strongly recommend purchasing uh, this film. Uh, it, it's definitely one I would, uh, I would like to rewatch. Uh, so, um, and I, d- you, I, I definitely want to give it a watch. Yeah, you could jump on a plane and just come over here, but I, you know what? I'm, I'm sure there are other ways. Wink, wink of, uh, of yeah. getting hold of this, uh, of getting hold of this film. Um, so, um, you know, uh, that there's, there's, there's that too. But you know, we're not endorsing any. Thing. Oh and no 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 no! Of course, never. Not. We would never encourage you to go and illegally download and watch this movie. Never. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So, Power Highway, nineteen eighty nine. Jonathan Wax, mm. uh, A Martinez, Gary Farmer. Check it out. You will love it. I I I I don't often feel like um sure one hundred percent sure that you Anders would love this movie, but I, I know you would love this one. Like yeah, with I, I, I I really like road movies. And I yeah. recently I, wrote I, I was thinking about you all the way through and I was like, yeah. this is this is an Anders film for yeah. sure. It does sound like my kind of film. I do like road movies. I did recently write tried writing one the other uh, a while ago and I would like to try and I would maybe write another draft and maybe watch more films just to get a little bit inspired by what they did. Um just before we move on, have you are you familiar with Frederick Manfred? No. Uh, he wrote a he wrote like a volu- a five volume series called the Buckskin Man Tales. It's wow. about it, it's about um, it's it's about Indians. It's 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 set uh, during in the nineteenth century on the Great Plains. And the first book is called Conquering Horse, and it's about Indian life on the Great Plains before the white people showed up. You familiar what? with that? No, I'm just I just looked it up. Um, how interesting! So. Have you read these? No, but I would like to. I think I, I was looking on a, a website called Saxo here in Denmark, which is a you can get like you can get it in, in English on that website. But uh, no, it, I would like to check it out. It was made. I, I I'd heard about it about it because it was the film that Michael Cimino was trying to adapt. But then Heaven's Gate happened, and then nothing came came of it because apparently he he wanted to make like the film and have it in, in the whole film in Sioux language. I think. Which would have been pretty cool if he actually did manage to do that. If Heaven's Gate was yeah. a success, well, I mean, uh, hopefully, someone will, um, yeah, will bring that back to life. I mean, there are, there are definitely, you know, there are way, there are, um, there are films to be made that haven't been made about indigenous people, and I think one of the things that's worth noting is that, you know, for the for the longest time in film history uh native characters were not played by uh were often not played by native people that you had you know 
guys in wigs or guys in red face playing yeah. uh, these characters. And even in films where you had, um, you know, indigenous actors, sometimes uh, the leading lady would be played by a white woman or a Hispanic woman or whatever. Um, you know, we talked about Sam Fuller last last time and um, the film Run of the Arrow. You know, all of the native characters in that film are played by... Did J.C. Flippin plays a fucking native character in that film? I mean, it's just like, you know... Yeah. So, and it's, so there is this, like, there is a real uh, historical problem and that Hollywood has been really slow in facing up to. And even as late as the film Tell Them Willy Boy was here, um, you know, Catherine Ross plays an, plays an Indian woman. I mean, it's just like... Catherine Ross from Butch Cassidy. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, oh, who is not native. Uh, yeah. she, she, so, so there's just like this, this, um, it's an issue that doesn't, you know, it just doesn't get covered in the same way, but, but it, it absolutely is a stain on the film industry. Um, and especially when you consider that Indigenous people were often just sort of cannon fodder for John Wayne or whoever it was. Um, in you know in a, in a series of westerns and so um you know on the so on the one hand you're kind of celebrating the genocide of a people and then not actually allowing these people not giving them the jobs and not you know allowing them to actually represent themselves on screen and one of the few people that actually did that was of course john ford who although his the speaking characters were mostly played by white people at least the you know the indian extras and stagecoach in in the searches and in um uh, the cavalry trilogy are played by the you know local Navajo people or whatever he you know whoever was nearby. I mean it was Navajo when he filmed in in Monument Valley at least, um, which is on Navajo land. Of course. Yeah, I think like the most. I think the only film I I, can't, I, I have Wind River. I've been thinking about that film for a while since I saw it earlier this oh, year. That, and that, was a, that film is brutal. It's fucking brutal, but I think it's also very. That stayed with me. That film. I mean, yeah. that, that's one of, that. That's one of the greatest films that I've seen that really depicts the kind of lurking bigoted violence that there is in American society, like right now. You know, that sort of gun obsessed, like stupid, adult kind of like white violence that there is in the culture and that's represented by uh the followers of a certain ex-president shall we say but like let's i i just um you know i think that's that's another film that i that's really good but you know wind river is not a fun buddy movie wind no river no is, no it is not a fun buddy is, movie. A, is, a, is an experience that you don't forget yeah no but i've been thinking i've been thinking about that movie quite a lot so it has it's stayed with me that movie it's such yeah. a yeah. oh yeah. It's yeah. amazing film hats off to taylor sheridan yeah, Taylor Sheridan is a. He, I want him to do more stuff, and I want him to keep making these like modern westerns. He's so good at it. Yeah, he's got. He's recently come out with a new film with Angelina Jolie called "Those Who Wish Me Dead," which uh, is apparently okay, actually. Hmm. Is it a modern western? Uh, no, but it is set. It's it's a it, Angelina Jolie plays a smoke jumper, and she has to protect a, a child from assassins. Smoke jumper, you know, people who you know fight fire in woods and stuff. Oh, oh, oh. So yeah, so the assassins they basically find a way to basically make it harder for them to escape by basically starting a fire. So, hmm. all right. Well, um, so you can yeah, that's coming out soon. Actually, sounds. I think it's out today. Actually, in cinemas, I can check it out. Oh, wow, wow, wow! Hot off the presses. Well, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that sounds really fun. I. Um, but if you're in America and you have HBO Max, you can definitely check it out there. Hmm. I um yeah, but but yeah. So anyway, I think um, you know uh lots lots of work to be done i think there are lots of films that people could 
could consider making that uh, actually depict the real history and the real culture of these people. You don't, you know, when you make a film about um, indigenous Americans, you don't have to make a film that is set during the uh, Indian Wars of the 19th century. You don't have to make Geronimo. You don't have to make a custom movie. You can make a film that's set now. And you can make a film that's set in a time where there were not white people around, which hasn't been done very often. But um, what Pow Wow Highway does is it is it it takes um, it takes American Indian characters and it puts them, you know, in our own or in their own time. I mean, this is this is a film that's that's thirty years old, but like you know, it puts them in 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 contemporary setting. Uh, it 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 leans heavily on on history, and it refers to history, and. Um, and it tries in some ways to look ahead and its main message is about uh, keeping cultures alive. And, um, and I think that's a really important one. And I think one of the great, um, one of the few, one of the silver linings of the story of the sad story of the, um, the genocide of native people in America is that the culture has survived. Many cultures have survived. Um, and, um, you know, are visible uh, in the landscape and, you know, in the lives of, of, uh, of people, especially out West. So, you know, that we have what little we have is very precious. And, um, mm. and this film is, is, is kind of a, uh, an example of that. So um, yeah, that's nice. my, that I will get off my uh, little uh, soapbox there, but, um, but yeah, a really fun movie. And um, uh, I encourage you all to, uh, to give it a watch. Yeah. No, so I like the sound of that. Yeah, I do agree. There should be more films like that. And um, I think, there, I mean, there have. I mean, Chloe Zhao, who won an Oscar for Nomadland, her first two films are about, I mean, well, her first film, Songs That My Brother Taught Me, is about set on an Indian reservation. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't with, know with, that. A, with actual people playing themselves. Well, that's, that's, you know, finding that's what she did with, like, The Rider and also with Nomadland. Like, apart from, you know, Francis McDormand and David Strahan, like pretty much most of the people in her films have been people playing, like non-professionals playing themselves and doing very well. So I think that's accustomed to her directing. Interesting. I, I must say, I haven't, I haven't seen any of her films, but I'm obviously delighted that she's doing as well as she is. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Yes. Uh, so yeah, do check back to see what I will be recommending. Uh, yeah, you can check out all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, all those places. I'll be adding Linktree uh, link in the uh, episode description. Do check out all our Bond Backwards episodes and uh, do give them a listen. They were really fun to do and uh, hope uh, makes you know makes you watch them again, watch the Bond movies again. Hopefully, we can review No Time to Die when it comes out later this year. Uh, yep, we're on Twitter at Homes Movies Pod. I'm at Fabricius91. Adam is Northampton Dane. Do you have anything you want to plug? Anything? Well, I'm just gonna say, like, for our for our listeners, like, maybe Twitter isn't that fun because it's a a, a cesspit. Maybe I think people should encourage. I should. We should encourage people to join Letterboxd uh, and uh, you know look at our lists and look at our look at the films we've been watching and. Um, Look, read your reviews. I should probably start writing reviews as well. Um, uh, anyway, I'm Adam HF Holmes on on Letterboxd. Yeah, and um, also just uh, uh, I'm on, on me on Letterboxd. Uh, yeah, I, uh, no, do you? I don't. Uh, I'll uh, look you up. Anders F Holmes. I'm Anders F Holmes. Well, all right, so there you go. That's yes. nice and easy. Also, um, 
also if you if you would like to uh follow these uh this this uh group it's uh the indigenous people's movement on instagram they have an instagram page there they are a global coalition bringing awareness of issues affecting indigenous people from north and south america uh, oceana asia africa and the caribbean so you can check out uh their instagram page uh, indigenous people's movement which is on instagram yes we got that cool so, anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right so uh yeah do check back with us next time to see what i will be recommending have a good day stay safe wash your hands get vaccinated wear a mask all that jazz yeah yes do that do that and and as ever don't be a wanker just yeah. you think you're being a wanker stop it yes if it's better to say nothing than anything at all what? That's not a phrase. It is a, it is a phrase, isn't it? No, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. What do you mean it's better to say nothing <laughs> than say anything at all? That doesn't make sense. Well, what, if just you... like, what, if, what if there's a fire and you have to let people know, oh, no, it's better to say nothing. No, no, not, not, in that, not in that context. <laughs> well, your it, context is everything. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get out before um, before we, um, you know, yeah, yeah. ruin this episode. Yeah, it's like, you know... Just... We're having bad trouble actually ending these at the moment. Oh, we're, we're fine. Okay. Bye. <laughs> That's a little defensive. <laughs> well, we're fine. Just... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there is no issue here. <laughs> I was like, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, Are we officially going? Yeah, we're going. We're going. We're going. Good. Bye. Bye. What? I said bye. <laughs> Why did you say it in that voice? Okay. I, I always have. I always end it with saying bye in that sort of way. Do we do a Sopranos ending and just end in mid sentence?